Hello, everybody. Live from a sunny day in Southern California, it's the Ozone. Coming to you from a quarantined outside position so that we can enjoy some sun. We know it's a trying time, ladies and gentlemen, but remember we're on this thing together. And just because that they aren't playing any sports right now doesn't mean that we can't talk about sports because the sun will rise again and there will be sports and we will cover them, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we will. I'm here with my brother, Terry, known as the Icons in the boot. How you feeling? I feel like I'm in the boot and it seems like it's been an eternity. Everybody's been quarantined right now, but I've been quarantined for the last three months. Ooh. And it's pain and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else sucks is that there's no active live sports going on. But I have an interesting story about sports because there seems to be a lot of sports stars who are testing positive for COVID. Like we told you guys on the last one, I feel like COVID's been running wild. And uh, as they test, we're going to see more and more people that actually test positive for it. The most recent is Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets, who, strangely enough, went to a fabulous restaurant here in Los Angeles called The Nice Guy after the game with his buddy Drake that I happen to be at. So you never know. I could be rocking with the COVID-19 myself, or as they say in France, COVID-19. <laughs> Hopefully I don't pass it on to my brother, more importantly, my mother. Well, as we roll on, how about what is going down in the world of football right now? It's going off. I love it. I Man, love it. It's actually going down. Yeah, and this is finally some big-time movement that we've all looked forward to for a long time in the NFL. There's a lot of shakeup going on. Tom Brady is actually leaving home. Can you believe that? And said it. Yeah. I, it's a trip, too, because I wonder, it, this has got to be the most amicable split, at least publicly, that we've ever seen for any athlete anywhere. You know, it sounds like it, but from the first conversation, it sounded like it was too friendly. Right. Between Belichick and Brady, it wasn't user-friendly. Belichick seemed like, you know... He didn't want to give in to Tom's demands, which sounds like Tom wants to run the team pretty much now. And Tom wants big money. Big, big money. He wants rig money. <laughs> big money. <laughs> well, we know who our biggest Patriot fan is, and he's coming in hot from the roads of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. Don't tell me. I have to. Don't say it. Trucker Dave, live on the Ozone, talking NFL football. How you doing out there in Corona quarantine? Where are you in these United States of America? Texas. Ooh. Texas, Texas two-stepping. <laughs> Texas. Well, talk to me. What is it that you see your beloved Patriots are splitting up? They're splitting up to Jackson 5 here. What do you see as the future? I just think it's a great, I uh, just, my Belichick is great all the way around. I mean, he let like five de- defensive players go. You know, they only have $8 million in cap money. That's what a lot of people don't understand. So why would you give Brady all of this money and he's over the hill? But on the flip side of that, I think uh, Tom couldn't have picked a better, uh, you know, place to play with the weapons that are going to be around him. Yeah, he's got two all, three all-world receivers over there. But don't forget, you know, he might get Antonio Brown. He said he was going to bring Antonio Brown with him, so that might have been part of the deal when he signed that contract. Does he really need him though? I mean, if you put him in the slot, I mean, it's it's going to be one-on-one. I mean, with Mike Evans, you can't guard Mike Evans anyway. Well, they have Perryman, and, I mean, that's a that's a stacked roster right now. What about the running game? I mean, I think they'll probably go back in the draft and get somebody in the running game. But, um, you know, your defensive coordinator is really good. Bruce Arians is not as tough on him. I think his last year or two, he just wants to have a little bit of fun, you know. 
And um, yeah, I think he picked the perfect opportunity to do it. Perfect place. Perfect, man. Yeah, and their defense wasn't actually bad last year. No, it's not bad. I think they got was that kid Shaq Barrett. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of upside in Tampa. They just never have been able to get the quarterback situation right. And now, you know, you're going to have a, a an opportunity where a guy that doesn't really push the ball down the field, but he doesn't turn it over that much. Even at 41, 42 years old last year, he only threw eight interceptions. It's not bad, man. Not bad at all. It's a very interesting time. Very interesting time in the NFL. I, you know, I didn't even think about the Antonio Brown possibility because that is a very real possibility, especially with Antonio being a Florida native. Right, right. So, you know, Antonio Brown went on his apology tour, and um, you never know behind the scenes, Brady, him and Brady are supposed to be cool, but he, he probably knows that if I get this chance, this will be my last chance. What a way to go out with a bang, man. Yeah, what about James Winston? Where does he go next? Well, from what I understand, uh, James Winston is still really in a good position because, first of all, you know, he threw for over 5,000 yards. Everybody knows that he had his 30 interception. He got his LASIK eye surgery, but what's going to happen is he'll still be able to be a backup somewhere, and you know somebody's going to get hurt. So uh, he'll be, you know, what about Chicago? What about... uh, you know, it's, it's a couple places where somebody's going to be calling him. Well, you know, in Chicago, just picked up Nick Foles and Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They just picked up Nick Foles and they got rid of oh, Trubisky, right. and they just picked up Nick Foles, uh-huh. and which leaves Jacksonville with an incredible amount of dead space. Yeah, they do, man. And you wonder what are these teams doing? I mean, a lot of these guys, these teams, they just stockpile draft picks. But then again, they never want to use them. So what was the purpose? Right? <laughs> just, and it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the draft picks are as valuable in football as they, you know, the way that they they sell them. You know what I'm saying? I agree because if you look at the trade, look at the trade with DeAndre uh, with with Hopkins. Uh huh. What in the hell is going on? What kind of trade was that? Well, you know, a lot of times people think, okay, Belichick can do something like that. I think I'm going to do it. Bill Bryant, I mean, Bill O'Brien. That is the worst thing ever. People are talking about DeAndre Hopkins, top three receiver. To me, DeAndre Hopkins is the number one receiver in football. I don't know if he's better than can guard Mike, but... I mean, David Johnson in a bad contract? Come on, man. David (laughs) Johnson had one good year. What did you guys really accomplish? Nothing. You should get fired and never hired just for that move right there. They said uh, DeAndre wanted $18 million and was going to sit out. If he ain't worth $18 million and you give, um, you give uh, what's his name, uh, down there in Dallas, $100 million, Amari oh, yeah. Cooper. Come on, you don't think DeAndre Hopkins? Right. They're not even in the same league. Come on. There's some bad moves out there, and, that, and that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like another bad move, in my opinion, was the move for Calais uh, to be traded for draft picks as well. That's going to really help that Ravens defense, and I feel like Harbaugh oh, yeah. knows what he's doing over there. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think they picked up somebody else. Was it Michael Brockers or somebody else on the defensive line? The Ravens did a nice move, but I like what Tennessee did in uh, picking up Big Beasley. I yeah, think that's a really good move. Yeah, and, and I'm a actually fast off it, a fast defense, and I'm actually not mad that they paid Tannehill either. Yeah, me neither. He deserved it. If anything, 
See, this is what you can do with Brady that you can do with Tannehill. And everybody's going to say, well, Tannehill never won anything. But what you can do with Tannehill is you can play action pass. And he's great at that. So I see, you know, giving him his money. You know what this deal shows you? What they really think about Dak Prescott. You give Brian Tannehill $118 million and Dak is trying to get, what, $40 billion? And they just go ahead and they give Tannehill his, and they don't give Dak, you know, none of his money. So Dak is going to be franchised. So uh, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. I'm also interested to see what happens with this with Marcus Mariota going to the Raiders. I was thinking undercover. I was, thought, I was thinking like, well, maybe Belichick is going to trade for Derek Carr. But then they said, well, he's, you know, New England's under, I mean, the cap, not too much, but. Wouldn't it be interesting? Belichick would do good with Derek. I mean, Derek Carr would do good with Belichick. Wouldn't it be interesting if Cam Newton ended up going to the Patriots? Wow, wow! Because the yeah. Patriots really don't have a quarterback. Well, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to just like uh, you know have a really bad season and be right there for Trevor Lawrence. Our pile draft picks and Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence is pretty good college uh, college quarterback. So I think that's what uh, that might be an option. Or they're going to mess around and let and grab Jacoby Brissett since Philip Rivers just went over there and Jacoby Brissett is already familiar with the system. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. So why would they pay? Why would they pay Philip Rivers all that money? Well, just basically to just like what Dak did, just balance out the the team. You know, just like to give stability to the team. You know that he isn't. You know the answer. But I will give Dak that credit that he did stabilize the Cowboys. You know, because the organization before that was unstable. When he came, he did stabilize the the team. And so I think Phillip Rivers, you know, they have money under the cap. So they're probably going to beef up the offensive line so he can have a little bit more time to throw than he did last year. Either way it goes, I actually don't think that Jacoby Brissett was bad. I had Jacoby Brissett on my fantasy squad, and he balled out. Yeah, I don't think he deserved Phil Rivers. Yeah, and start him over this young kid that could be the future, and he can do it all. Jacoby Brissett, right. he just needs some time. And also, just as a, on a rant tip, real quick, I'm actually not mad at Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston had a problem. I think the LASIK surgery is going to help him a lot. He's got a very, very big arm, and the problem that he has is throwing the ball to the wrong jersey. Now, when that's Brett Favre and he does that. It's not a problem. Now, granted, Brett Favre won the World, the World Series, the Super Bowl, but at the World same Series time, <laughs> guys got to take chances if they're going to go for greatness, and I think the famous Jameis is somebody who's willing to take the chance to go for the greatness in the game. The key is is finding an offensive coordinator or a head coach who can get through to this young man and help him understand that his raw talent and his potential in the world of the NFL is really fleeting if you don't tune in and make it happen now. But we can't blame that on LASIK surgery because LASIK surgery fix corrects yeah. like some short <laughs> short perception problems. But Jacoby Brissett, I mean, uh, uh, James Winston, he's missing people. He's missing receivers. He can't read defense, obviously, and that's right. a big problem. Well, you know what you see is you see that some guys want it more than other ones. And you see, you can just see by watching the game in baseball, football, basketball, just some guys are pros but they only go through the motions. They won't push themselves to be great, you know, and even if they have the talent. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those one of those players. When I see him, 
You know, he's just like, he's he's good, but he can be great, but you don't see him pushing himself like a Brady or like a Kobe or something like right. that. And I think that's what stops some of these um, guys from getting to that that upper upper echelon level. Well, and I think talent. a lot of times that's doing with coaching as well because that's probably why uh, Belichick didn't want to get rid of Garoppolo is because he could see the greatness in him, but he needs to be groomed. And when, but you know, he butted heads with Kraft about getting uh, getting rid of Garoppolo, and now they don't. They're without a quarterback, and maybe yeah. they are going to tank this year. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if you let all your defensive players go, you don't want to pay for nobody. I mean, but Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore can't. You know, you can't just go like. Ten against one. I mean, come on, man. They don't have nobody else out there. They they re-signed Devin McCourty. That was a good move. Um, Jamie Collins is gone. Kyle Van Noy went to uh, Miami, etc. So it's time to start over anyway. Because if you had all those good defensive players out there and they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, get stops when you need them. Let them go. I feel like this. That's what Belichick wanted to do. I think he's on the right path. I think this is a more civil version of the Shaq and Kobe divorce because what I think that we're going to see now is we're going to see both guys intently trying to get a Super Bowl before the other guy. Right. I don't think Belichick is going to try to get one right now because he's not spending any money and he wants to, like, I think he wants to stockpile draft picks. But if I tell you what I would do if I was Seattle, I would ask him what they want for uh, Julian Edelman because if you put him with Russell Wilson in the slot, you really got something, man. Right. Especially with that big kid out there, big DJ, Metcalf. Yeah. yeah, that would be a perfect spot for him to go, you know, if he went to Seattle. Perfect. What about Bridgewater to the Panthers? To uh, Carolina? Uh-huh. I think there was a guy who really got ripped off. They're talking about, well, he's just a backup. He got three years, 63. Yeah, but if you're going to pay Dak and all of these other guys... Teddy Bridgewater is better than them to me. And Teddy Bridgewater actually showed improved when he was the the head guy over in uh, in New Minnesota. Well, and when he came in to be the head guy in New Orleans. Yeah, and he just got the yeah. raw deal because he got an injury. Yeah, exactly. He's not turning the ball over. That's what kills you when you come out here turning the ball over and you keep doing it, man. You know. Yeah, and that keeps you on Madden. Let alone in NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think Kansas City's been real quiet. Right? They won, so I guess they feel like they don't need to fix it. It's not broke. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you're doing, you're moving you're right into the prime of Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, Tyreek Hill? Jackson you know, from uh, Baltimore. I mean, that guy, he's still, he's still, what is he, 21, 22? People yeah. saying, oh, man, he can't win the big game. Dude, it's his second year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They expect you to come out and win right now. Exactly. You know why? It's because Andrew Luck did it. Well, Andrew Luck came out and uh, as a rookie, da 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 da. So they expect and Big Ben, but everybody doesn't light it up when they first come out. Give them a little bit of time. Yeah, most people don't light it up when yeah. they first come out. No, no. But now in college, you got a lot of NFL style offenses. So some of these. Uh, some of these guys are coming in. I thought Drew Luck was pretty good, you know, out there in uh, Denver. He looked really promising, man. Yeah, he sure did. You know? I like Josh Allen up there in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Sort of broke under pressure. Oh, I just like that move they got with Stephon Diggs. Nice move. Yeah. Because they don't really have a one a number one receiver in Buffalo. Yeah, 
So now they do. Some of these teams are making some moves. It's a lot happening. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the draft. They're going to do it virtually, and they had that big, huge thing in Vegas planned out. But it is what it is. Life's going to go on. Trucker Dave, we always appreciate your contribution. Stay safe out there. Remember, we're all in this thing together. <laughs> bump, bump. <laughs> Peace. All right, you guys. Great intel right there. Very solid intel from Trucker Dave. Live on the Ozone. Want to move into some more solid intel. And what the word on the curb is from Lance Pugmire is that Triple G and, Gen- and Gennady Golovkin is, are the same person. Triple G <laughs> and Canelo Alvarez are planning on getting it on for the third time in Las Vegas in September once the pandemic uh, blows over and after Canelo and fights. G- and Gennady, right? Both of them have fights. I know that Canelo's fight is set with Billy Joe Saunders. I don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to make it figure out what's up on the. Uh, you know, on the because uh, right now it's May second, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's still a, a possibility or not. Uh, but there's supposed to be a fight between for both guys, and then the next fight, then in turn, is each other. I wonder if this has something to do with uh, Gennady calling off that fight that he had at, before. He's still supposed to be fighting a guy, but postponing it. Then it was supposed to be sorry, but that's supposed to be because of injury. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it has anything to do with that. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with what the way that they're saying that the contract came about for him to fight Billy Joe Saunders. It was almost a blackmail type situation where they're going to make him, if he gets that fight with Billy Joe Saunders, then he has to fight Gennady, which is... And what do you think that that is? I, I mean, Canelo has not wanted to fight this guy and give him his third chance for the longest, and he has not dominated or honestly showed us that he can really beat Triple G... He should now. Yeah, he should be if able he to beat him now. He should be he, able to stop him. He should be able to stop him now. Because Derefachenko took a lot out of my man G's tank. Yeah. But honestly... He's almost 40 years old. He's, he's been almost through 40 wars. years old. He's been through several wars. It's going to be very interesting to see if they're able to... If Jonathan Banks is able to play, uh, uh, craft a game plan for him to be able to deal with a younger, uh, more athletic fighter right now. I mean, I personally thought that Gennady won the first two fights... Somehow or another, the first one was a draw, and the second one went uh, uh, Canelo's way. I didn't think it was a robbery per se, but I thought that Gennady won. I thought yeah, Gennady not won only that, you're talking about taking somebody's belts. We, yeah, I, I, I don't think Canelo kind of took his belts yes. by any means. And not only that, I feel like the way to beat Canelo, which we were speaking earlier, was just to work his body. I don't see a lot of body work going on Canelo. That's what really ages fighters a lot and quick. Working that body over and investing in that body early and slowing him down as a younger fighter. Yeah, but Triple G has went, went through wars now, and now he's got a lot of wear and tear on him, and this should be a, an easy fight, honestly, which I hate to say for Canelo. It should be, but I, something tells me it won't be. No, I don't think I it will be either. Not being an easy out ever. No, he's not an easy out, and hopefully Billy Joe Sanders will step up to the mic, but the only way that you're going to really beat Canelo is to knock him out, and he's That's got it. a granite chin. I have to give him credit for that. That's what he does have. But, but you know, but we're talking about it's going to be very, very hard for anybody to beat Canelo on points. It's going to be, and they've showed impossible. that, you know. So it's so good luck to Billy Joe Sanders, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's starting down the the opening bell rings. He's down three rounds. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes, uh, and you know they're still planning on fights in the UK like nothing is going on. They're talking about I'm hearing a lot of talk about the Pulev Joshua fight like it's no big deal, right? I, they haven't pushed it back yet, huh? I don't think so, and they haven't pushed back the uh, Shazor the Wilder Fury third fight. Mm. which is supposed to be June 18th, which would benefit Deontay Wilder a lot if got pushed back. Right. So, I don't... I don't Just for healing's sake, not even for yeah. training's sake. 
the training as well. But he's supposed to have been on safari in Africa, so I wonder what happened with him. You remember that he said that mm-hmm. he was going to make all his decisions mm-hmm. after him and his family got out of, uh, you know, uh, safari and blah, blah, blah. I don't First know. of all, you got to go through a 14-day quarantine. This is how I like it. Yeah. <laughs> This, this is this thing, man. Coronavirus is really changing the world as we know it, and potentially it has changed the world. And things won't get back to the normal that we knew, kind of for a long time. Eleven, yeah, for a long time. You know, I mean, gas prices are dropping, and what's unheard of out here in Los Angeles is the freeways are wide open, wide open, no traffic, guys. This is just unreal. The only thing that's consistent about Southern California right now is we're sitting out in the seventy degree sun in uh, March. Yeah, but besides that, wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, Chizora and uh, and Usyk, that's supposedly still on. I don't think that's a great matchup for Usyk. I don't either. I wasn't impressed with his first heavyweight match because that guy, that big guy hurt him a lot, it looked like, and he wasn't doing a lot. It didn't look like he could hurt the big guy as much. He stopped him, but the guy was in terrible condition. He never really imposed his will on the bigger guy. And we just saw with the, jo- uh, with the um, Wilder Fury match how size really matters. And even in the Joshua Joshua fight, you know, because your man coming in there weighing so much, it hurt him. It sure did. Sure did. And, uh, you know, now it's time for guys to heal up. That's what I would say athletically that's pretty impressive. Guys, actually, all these nagging injuries and this, that, and the other, guys should be able to sit back and get themselves together. Right. Because they have time, whether we're talking about the NBA and Kawhi's creaky knee. Or, uh, it's going to help a lot of baseball players a lot. I was thinking about Dustin May for the Dodgers. Now he gets and all the, of the Yankees. Uh-huh, and all of the Yankees. Now they probably will be ready for the beginning of the season. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do a shortened season or what they're going to do. That's what I wonder about the change of the coronavirus and what it's going to do. Will it change the amount of time that, you know, uh, teams take to prepare, teams play in the season? Mm-hmm. Because it feels as though there's a new thing going on. I remember when there was a writer's strike in the entertainment business and the studios cut the fat and they cut all of the deals for people who had deals that weren't producing anything and the studio was just paying. Mm -hmm. And it feels like this could happen in the world of sports as well. Definitely. I mean, you have to trim the fat somewhere. Somebody has to pay the cost and it's usually not the guys at the top of the food chain. Yeah, this is true. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see. They're talking about Major League Baseball. The year that that Los Angeles has the All-Star game, looks like there might not even be an All-Star game. Crazy. It's crazy. There's so much that's going to be affected by this, besides the fact that people are actually losing their lives. Right. And now we're talking about social distance. I don't know how you have a social distance at a boxing match or a baseball game or a basketball game or anything. I just painted the picture for them. You remember on the last podcast when guys were coughing all over me, the British blokes were coughing all over me at the Fury Wilder fight. Right. So you're supposed to be six feet apart. I mean, that's a lot of seats. (laughs) Hey, dude. You're in my space right now. Yeah, I don't. Please we're get out of my way. We're about three and a half away. Can somebody call the LAPD, please? The Icons is not social distancing from me. I'm in my space. <laughs> Which is a quarantine space right now. <laughs> oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stop hogging the toilet paper. We're going to come at you with some evergreen topics because there's so much we want to talk about. Like, if somebody can call in and tell me why somebody is a better baseball player than Ricky Anderson. Right. Among other guys. Right. Uh, but there, there's a lot. Did you see this challenge that a lot of the ball players are doing? What is it? That uh, you put up your all-time greatest baseball team fielded, five starters, two relievers, and the field plus the – field the team plus the dh but they have to the the trick is they have to be your favorites and or players that you saw play 
Ooh. It's pretty cool. So Babe Ruth is out for everybody. For, uh, almost everybody, unless you're really old. 100 years old? Or babe Ruth, right? I mean, Babe wrapped his up in like 39, 40. Yeah. So you have to be close to 100. But yeah, so. Uh, That's pretty good. It's pretty cool. Gary Harrison a of, had a monster list. Oh, did he? A monster list. Was Rick on it? DH. Come on. Only person Only person that I would have swapped on his list directly because he didn't do people he also watched play. Uh-huh. He had Satchel Paige on there. He had Josh oh. Gibson on there. And uh, the only thing that I told him that I would have changed on his is I would have got – he had Trout in right field. Mike Griffey Trout? in center, Bonds in left. Wow. Monster outfield. I told him the only thing that I got to do is I got to take out – I can't justify Trout over Willie Mays. No. I got to go Mays – in left, the kid in center, and Bonds in right. Somebody got to play out of position, or maybe the other way around. And not only that, I can't take Trout over Mickey Mantle. Or Hank Aaron. Or Hank Aaron, definitely. Hank Aaron might take Willie Mays' spot. Hank Aaron might take everybody's spot. He might take everybody's spot. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Especially if we're, if we're talking about the juice, then your boy Barry got to sit down yeah. on a lot of lists. Yeah. And then, oh, he had another one. He had Derek Jeter starting over, uh, starting over Ozzie Smith. Wow. And I told him, I said, I can't roll. Well, <laughs> and then we have Barry Larkin as well. Yeah, but I can't roll. I can't put. Barry. I'll, I'll take Derek Jeter over Barry Larkin. I, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know if I could. I mean, yeah, Barry, it's tough. Barry Larkin offensively is better than Derek Jeter, though. Yeah, you do. Suck it in all you want to, Bob. You got to let it out, though. China. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. That's Barry Larkin one. was a stud, a monster. Just only and came around leather. Yeah, came around when Ozzy was around. He came <laughs> around the goat was here. <laughs> that's, that's, that was his only problem. Yeah. That's the only thing I says about you. <laughs> you come around with Ozzy, is here. <laughs> and nobody's better than Ozzy. And nobody's let's better this, than Ozzy. Let's get this. Let's get the taste out of your mouth. We gotta try to get Ozzy on here because Ozzy is our man. This might be a good time to get Ozzy yeah. on. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him a text see if we can get him. Dude, the wizard, literally the greatest shortstop of all time, hands down. Yeah. You can't make an argument for anybody else. You can. It's not valid. He's got it all. <laughs> Offense, defense, clutch, yeah. championships. Yes. He got two championships or just one? I think he's got two. And smooth. The fruit. Man. Got like a five five. That liquor. was a problem. <laughs> Did. He got cheated. That's In her back. Yeah. No, 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 no. That wasn't her back. What? That was the, the, the Royals, the bad call. Oh, I was thinking about, yeah. I'm thinking about 87. That's 87. Ken Herbeck put his leg out there and took that ball off his thigh. That's, that's 87 with the Twins. Okay. Ooh. Oh, oh, we're almost ready for you guys to deliver to you guys our conversation with heavyweight greats Riddick Bo, Eddie Vander Holyfield. Coming up soon, folks. Keep your eyes on us. Uh, we're going to be giving you impromptu takes of our own over the next couple weeks while everybody's on lockdown. we got our home studio popping. I want to leave you with an appropriate quote right now from the first inauguration of Franklin D. Roosevelt. And it is, so first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. We're all in this thing together, folks. Social distance. Cover your mouth. Wash your hands. Do the right thing. And wash your ass. Boy. <laughs> Shout out to Richard Pryor. I'm your host, Omar Miller. This is The Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights.